If you're interested in time travel or 1980s nostalgia, this week's episode is for you. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from the lab in my basement, in my home, in beautiful, wondrous, exciting, adventurous, splendid West Virginia. Home to kid superheroes, time-traveling teens, giant, scientifically engineered bugs, a detective dog, a race car driving cat, kid detectives, kid astronauts, our secret agent kids society, I haven't told you about them yet. All of this and so much more. I love this strange little town where there are more things in heaven and earth to be sure than can be dreamt of in your philosophy. That was Shakespeare from Hamlet, which I am reading with my son. Just wait until you meet Splendid's own Hamlet McGee. His story, an epic tale of revenge. Anyway. A trip to the 80s. The last time we visited with those time-traveling teens from McFly Middle School, Ava, Kat, Dana, and Elliot used their time-traveling app invention to blast back in time and research former presidents of the United States for a President's Day project at school. All went well as the hopper took Ava back to investigate the very first president, George Washington. Elliot followed with a trip back in time to study Thomas Jefferson, the writer of the Declaration of Independence, and the third president of the United States after Washington and John Adams. Cat hopped back to the 1960s to study a post-Kennedy America involving President Lyndon Johnson, and all continued smoothly until Dana popped back to the 1980s to learn about President Ronald Reagan and never returned. Dana never blasted back. Obviously, we couldn't just leave her there. The time-traveling teens had to go back in time to rescue Dana. And I went with them to Chaperone, back to the 1980s, a decade I know quite well. It's the decade I grew up in. I got on my jams and my Macho Man Randy Savage t-shirt, and I led the way. We hopped into the middle of a mall nearby Washington, D.C. Best we could figure, Dana was somewhere near D.C. Malls of the 1980s really take me back to my youth. That's where we spent most of our time. I didn't really expect to find Dana at the mall, but I couldn't resist searching every inch of that place, nostalgia guiding me. I took Ava, Cat, and Elliot for Hickory Farms samples, gag gifts from Spencer's, and we checked out some toys at KB and the Toy Box. We picked up some cool duds, clothes, from Chess King and the Gap, and played video games at the gold mine, ate some teriyaki chicken at the food court. Finally, Dana, nowhere to be found. We headed into the heart of the nation's capital. Have you ever been to Washington, D.C.? It is a most extraordinary city. The four of us began our search at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, the White House, home to the President of the United States, 
it would have made sense to find her there, given the focus of Dana's project, we went on a tour of that most majestic and historic home, but she was nowhere to be found. Now, Dana is a smart student, keen when it comes to all things related to history and science and more. Our next guess was that we might find her at the Smithsonian Museum, specifically the Air and Space Museum, as she had often talked about wanting to go there to see the Wright Brothers' plane. The Washington Monument, also off the National Mall, was the next stop. That large stone obelisk that stretches 555 feet toward the sky, a commemoration of the very first president. The area was packed with tourists. We agreed on a meeting spot, split up for an hour, and then came back together. None of us were successful. Pizza Hut was next on our list, not only because it was Dana's favorite restaurant, but because we were all getting pretty hungry. Pizza Hut is cool now, but in the 1980s, it was the place to be after the big game. Or for your play's cast party, no place was more radical than Pizza Hut, that's for sure. The Lincoln Memorial was next on the list, for it was the site of Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, a speech Dana had read and listened to over and over again, so much that she practically had it memorized. That's where we spotted her. Well, it was Kat at first that spotted her. It's more like she sensed Dana was near. Everyone often jokes that the two of them, Kat and Dana, are so close that they share a brain. It isn't unusual for one to finish the other's sentences. She's here. I can feel it, Kat insisted, pressuring us to stay, when all but her had nearly given up hope. Is that... Elliot questioned. It is, Ava confirmed. Ava and Elliot were usually in conflict over who was the leader of the McFly Middle School Science Club, but here, at this moment, on this day, they found themselves with a common goal. The three ran to her. Poor girl, and I say poor girl because it wasn't Dana. But whoever it was was terribly frightened when three screeching, excited teenagers accosted her. The stranger ran away. Cat, Elliot, and Dana were dejected. I, too, was disappointed. Then we heard Dana's voice. Close call, but I'm over here, friends, Dana shouted from about 30 yards away, after having spied the whole debacle. In seconds, the time-traveling teens were reunited, hugging and squealing, ready to return home. I asked Dana if she'd learned everything she needed to know about President Reagan to complete her school project, and she said she did. I asked her if I had mentioned that I have a framed copy of my Presidential Fitness Award signed by Ronald Reagan from when I was in elementary school, and all of the time-traveling teens sighed or rolled their eyes. Apparently, I have mentioned that a time or two, or six, or seven. Everyone was ready to hop back home, and that's just what we did. After munching on some freeze-dried astronaut ice cream that I had picked up earlier at the Smithsonian, Dana was relieved to see us all, and longed to return home, as did I. As did her McFly Middle School Science Club, slash time-traveling teen friends.
With a few punches of the correct coordinates on her time-traveling app, Cat had us all set to go back. And return we did, back to 2020. For all the time-traveling I've done, and I've done a good deal more than I've shared here with you, I'm always most comfortable right here in the present 2020. It's important to remember, celebrate the past. And of course, you have to plan and prepare for the future, but there's no place like the present, to be sure. So don't spend too much time looking forward or back. Enjoy right where you are, right now, in the present, in this moment. That's all for this week, everyone. May the days ahead be safe and happy and healthy for you and yours. May you smile more than you frown, celebrate more than you pout, make a list of things you have to be thankful for. It's called a gratitude list. May your inner 5K race runner and your inner couch potato be equally fed this week. Have a wild and wonderful one. Be good to each other. Coming soon, the great splendid prison breakout. And Bert the Monster versus the Fire Glow and more. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Mercy Joy. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might zap you back in time. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. <laughs>